Welcome to Annyeonghaseyo Might, a free podcast from the Australian Embassy in Seoul. This podcast is designed for Koreans and Australians who are interested in learning more about each other. But now, over to Ravi. Thanks very much, Josephine. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. Delighted to have with me this afternoon Dr. Anthony Budd, who is Section Leader of the Resources Advice, Assessment and Minerals Promotion area in Geoscience Australia. Welcome, Dr. Budd. Thanks, Ravi. Thanks very much for having me. First question, of course, always is, what is Geoscience Australia? Well, Geoscience Australia is a... Uh, the, the technical way of putting it is that we're a prescribed agency within the Australian Government, but the better way of putting it is that Geoscience Australia is Australia's national geoscience agency and the area in which I work in is the Resources Division and we're in, in charge of understanding Australia's minerals and energy resources. Um, what, what brings you to Korea uh, in, in this space at this moment? Well, uh, in, in Australia we export about 75% of our production of resources and energy and Korea is our fourth ranked um, export partner. Um, so I'm here with a delegation which is called Australian Minerals, which is a collaboration between Geoscience Australia uh, with the Chief Government Geologist of each of the states and Northern Territory Geological Surveys. And we're here as part of a tour that we're undertaking. We've been to Beijing, we've been to China Mining, and uh, our next stop is going to be Tokyo. So. What we're doing is we're visiting our major trading partners to explain to them the opportunities that Australia continues to have for continued investment in the resources sector. In particular, um, we're looking for investment in upstream. We're looking for investment in finding the next mineral deposits. Um, Australia is covered by uh, about 80% of Australia is um, what we call covered, which means that the mineral deposits are not at surface defined. You need to dig deeper to them. Um, what that means is that there's an enormous remaining potential for mineral discovery in Australia. So that's part of the message that Australia Minerals has um, as we undertake our tours. We know that markets in different countries have different preferences. And so here in Korea, we know that the um, markets have preferred, uh, have a preference for shovel-ready projects, uh, particularly in the major commodities of coal and iron and uh, perhaps copper and perhaps some other elements. Mm -hmm. um, so that's what we come to Korea for, is to help provide information about the opportunities that there are for investment in Australia's mineral industry. Right. Now, you mentioned there uh, a number of Australian mineral sites, uh, or most, in fact, you said, are covered. So, could you please describe how is it that we go about uncovering? How do we actually discover this stuff? Great question, Ravi. That's a good question for me to answer. So, what I mean by cover is that the mineral outcrops don't occur at surface. So you might have heard stories about the discovery of 
gold at Kalgoorlie where Paddy Hannon was uh, walking along what is now Hannon Street. Of course, it wasn't back in 1850 or so. And found gold at surface. Um, And that's led to more than 100 years of continuous, well, much more than 100 years of continuous gold mining in Kalgoorlie. And all of the other famous places uh, for mining in Australia, Broken Hill and Mount Isa, places like that. Um, the minerals, the, the discovery outcrops were at surface. But for many other parts of Australia, there is no surface expression of the mineral outcro- of the mineralisation. Um, it's blind. So we need to use uh, a whole lot of uh, methods to uncover those, to discover where they are. So in particular, we use geophysics. Um, and the idea is that we can get an image of what's beneath the Earth. Some people talk about X-raying the Earth. To get an image of what's beneath the Earth before you go ahead and drill. Because uh, drilling, it's ultimately what you need to do to test and to discover the mineralisation, but it's also um, adds an expense to your exploration process. So what you want to do is to maximise your chance of finding a deposit with the minimum amount of drilling. So, uh, of course, we've had some really good examples of success in that in Australia over a fairly long period of time. And, of course, Olympic Dam, which is uh, the world's largest iron oxide copper gold deposit, uh, that was actually discovered um, nearly 40 years ago now. Um, But it sits about 500 metres beneath surface. And so... Uh, even back then, the geophysics data sets were uh, interpreted with a particular mineralisation model in mind, and that mineralisation was found after only um, a few drill holes were drilled. So to continue that in Australia, um, I've said that there we have about 80% of the land area is covered under some form of cover, whether it be one or two metres of sand or whether it be 500 or so metres of rock. Um, we undertake a whole range of um, investigative, investigative methods such as seismic or um, aeromagnetics or gravity um, measurements. We put all of that geoscience information together in what we call a mineral systems approach so that we can try to predict where mineralisation will occur at depth. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't know if this uh, just shows my uh, non-expertise in this area, but I find it quite incredible that to look under the ground, you actually have to go high up in space in some extent. And there is... there, uh, I was very excited to hear about the um, announcement recently by the Australian government of, of, about the fact that there is going to be an Australian space agency. But there is a lot of connection, isn't there, between sort of the work one does in space and the work that you do? There is, and Geoscience Australia has incorporated the um, OSLIC which is the agency which handled all of the satellite data. And when, when Geoscience Australia was merged with OSLIC, uh, it didn't take long for people to realise that uh, there's so much more that we can do with uh, satellite imagery. And what we've developed over a period of time, it's now called Digital Earth Australia. 
is um, what we're thought of as a data cube and so that's where the 20 or more years of satellite imagery that we have has been uh, positioned and time stamped and so what it means is that you can look at any part of Australia which you like and you can go back through that catalogue of, um, of satellite data and you can see changes in the Earth's um, surface whether it be in vegetation, whether it be um, to do with water, surface water or, or even groundwater or of course um, we have some indicators for mineralisation in some of those data sets. So yes, Digital Earth Australia is um, something that, uh, as you say, we take, we go further away from the Earth to um, have a better look at it. Um, and the other thing that we do in this space is geodesy and positioning. And this is where we're building up a uh, much more detailed um, ability to position ourselves on the Earth. Um, part, of, part of that effort is in a new datum, which uh, datums tell you the actual shape of the Earth. Um, and when you get down to the one or two centimetre scale that you need for doing things like autonomous cars, yeah, we need, um, we need really accurate positioning. So yes, um, Geoscience Australia um, is certainly doing its bit to help us all move towards autonomous cars. Great to hear. Um, you know, the more people who help us do that, uh, I can't wait. But um, tell me a bit more about the people in, in Geoscience Australia. Uh, imagine that it's, a, it's a, a great combination of sort of science and um, uh, there must be an element of feel as well. I mean, you know, you can look at data and you can look at data, but to kind of, you know, really know what that's saying to you, you need to have people who have really, really great experience. Yeah, we do. Um, you know, Australia is world leading in its geoscientists, and uh, that's shown um, by papers in science journals. We have um, one of the highest citation rates in earth sciences. Um, it's one of Australia's strongest um, fields of research. And Certainly in Geoscience Australia we do have quite a number of those um, individuals working in the building. We have tremendous uh, depth of knowledge or we call it um, domain knowledge. And we have companies from around the world coming to Geoscience Australia specifically to talk to those people. Um, we have a, a, quite a range of expertise in Geoscience Australia. Geoscience Australia covers off as well as the resource work we also do some of the space work that we talked about. We also do groundwater, we also do uh, natural hazards. So if you want to uh, have some sort of understanding of any sort of geoscience, we are a pretty good place to uh, come and talk to. Geoscience Australia collaborates with a number of earth research institutes throughout Australia. Uh, and we do this through a number of ways, one of those being a, um, a project which is called Uncover. And going back to the questions about how do we um, deal with that, with searching for minerals, um, buried minerals. This Uncover project is a national scale look. Um, it's, a, it's a program of work which aims to, um, over the next decade or so, depending on funding, it aims to um, 
have a much more detailed understanding of where mineral potential does exist in Australia. So tell me what brought you to Geoscience Australia, what, what is um, your background? Geoscience Australia is in Canberra and that's where I was studying. I studied at the Australian National University and so it was quite logical for me to start doing work there. Um, and in fact I started in 1990 on uh, just working a few hours a week on data entry. Um, but when I graduated I worked for a brief period of time at Geoscience Australia or the Bureau of Mineral Resources it was then um, as a GIS um, person which is a geographical information system, a computer-based mapping. But uh, I yeah, then moved to Kalgoorlie to work with Western Mining Corporation which is now part of BHP Billiton. Mm -hmm. um, I worked in nickel exploration and that was an absolutely fantastic time for me. Um, of course being a uh, many geologists would say the best thing about being a geologist is actually looking at rocks and so I, I certainly did do some of that. Right. Um, but then I had the opportunity to uh, get a, a full-time permanent position back at Geoscience Australia and I did that and since then I've worked in uh, minerals, I've worked in um, geothermal, I spent uh, 10 years or so working in geothermal energy um, and then in um, natural gas as well. So for me the Geoscience Australia does a lot of work, it's, it's been good for me to be able to move around um, and as a geologist to not work only in minerals but to work in energy as well, it's been absolutely fascinating. Wow, great. Look, thank you so much for spending a bit of time uh, with us this afternoon and uh, I wish you well for the rest of your travels, but particularly, of course, uh, delighted to have uh, had you in Korea for a little while and we look forward to your coming back. Thanks, Ravi. I've only got two nights here in Seoul. I certainly hope to be back. Great stuff. Thank you. That's it for today's podcast. We welcome your feedback. Email us at soul-inform at dfat.gov.au. Let us know if there are any particular topics you would like us to cover. You can find us on Facebook, Australia in the Republic of Korea. 안녕하세요 mate is not to be quoted or rebroadcast in any form without permission from the Australian Embassy. Thanks for listening to this podcast. See you next time. 안녕히 계세요 mate.